Pay I guess I missed grand. that. The flight's only two and a half minutes. Uh, the actual like when so you're probably up flying because this the way the contraption works. This is dang contraption the way it works. <laughs> they take you up. Shay, shay. It's like, yeah, it's like a plane. Uh, yeah, <laughs> do that voice. The way their contraption works, see. Um, take you up in there, see. <laughs> the plane. Drop you off, see. Light the rocket, see. Then you go into orbit, see. Welcome back to Eclipse on Tap, the podcast where we talk about eclipses of all kinds and space in general. Episode 47. 47. 47. It's here. Seven. It's only three, getting, three away from 50. I say, I say this every episode that we're, get, we're just, uh, we're getting older. We sure are. One episode older. Yeah. We sure are. We're, yeah, we're, we're up there now. Sorry, I'm late getting here. I had to get a beer for us to crack. Nathan was uh, retrieving a beverage. Is this one of the, this is one of the space themed ones. Yeah. It is. Introduce that. Crack that. <clears throat> From Watermark Brewing, we have Moon Boots. Where's Watermark? Brewed and canned Watermark Brewing, Stevensville, Michigan. I think that's east side, isn't it? Uh, or is that? No, no that's down uh, southwest. That's By like St. Joe? Uh, yeah. All of a sudden, we're talking about a lot of these, like transient. Mm-hmm. What's the other one down there? Uh, we got Saugatuck Brewing, which we have to give tapestry. a shout out to. Tapestry. Tapestry. Bridgman, yep. Um, Silver Harbor is in St. Yeah. Joe. There's a bunch of them over now there. Now this one, Watermark. It's a little... Uh, yeah, but it's it's cool. It's uh, the, the artwork on it, it's kind of psychedelic. It's got a, a um, flying thother that's uh, shining a light onto a boot that seems to be on the surface of another planet with a snake wrapping around the boot. And Earth. There's a snake or in no, my maybe, boot. <laughs> maybe it's the moon because Earth is. It looks in the like background. the moon. Yeah, yeah. It is called moon boots. <laughs> <laughs> it's all making sense now. <laughs> looks like a tentacle yeah. or something like that, like yeah. a octopus. What kind of beer is it? It is a. Sorry, I'm distracted. <laughs> Double dry hopped IPA. Ooh. Seven and a half ABV, and it doesn't give us any IBUs or anything. Blasphemy. Cool. Well, let's give it a try. Let's give it a Shall pull. Shall we? Yeah, give let's a crack. give it a try. Give it a nice crack. Episode 47. Mm. We are uh, recording at a different location this yeah. evening. Uh, had a nice um, a meal with um, Nathan, David, myself, and my beautiful wife, Julia, and Nathan's wife, Lindsay. She's at, also beautiful. At Nathan's house. Yeah. 2221. Okamos. Pub two 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 two. Do you have a name for this? No, there's no. Oh, we did, we did name it. What was the name of ba, uh, the Williams Baron Room? That? No, we no. did. We, we did because I something tried about to, Bob Ross's. Yeah, oh. Bob Ross's canvas. Yeah, Bob yeah. Ross's canvas. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, welcome to Bob Ross's canvas. Yep. We're gonna paint you a picture tonight, folks. <laughs> and uh, we're here, kind of in in some way, to celebrate the closing of our season. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Graton. Yeah. Graton is May done. Bike riding the season. Social media. But uh, Julia and Lindsay are actually on with us, um, so they'll pop in in and out. Um, yeah. So we usually have a group gathering like this. I don't know, once a week almost, 
And, and one of the things that we'd like to do is one taste different foods and then get a bunch of kind of funky experimental beers. We did sours for a long time. Lynn's picked up a, um, what is that? A, a scotch ale or a stout that you got is a dark one, right? Yes, it's a from Odd Side that has habanero in it. Yeah, mm-hmm. so we we I don't know. We always get funky beers, get together, eat some good food. Yeah, take had, little sippers of really good beers. Had some yeah. nice Thai food from Thai Express, a little hidden gem, yeah. Grand Rapids. Mm. It's tasty, very very good Thai food. Um, yeah, so we're looking forward to this a little bit of a, a change of pace uh, for our recording location, and. Um, like your, like uh, Nathan said, a great way to round out kind of the summer next month, yeah. September. We'll be moving into the fall very shortly, which is scary. Um, the weather has been, I would say, overall pretty nice. Scalding. Yeah. This week has warm. been bad. But I might say overall for the yeah. summer, pretty yeah. nice. Last weekend, uh, the amount of time I spent in my own sweaty soil was probably a little bit too much but at NASCAR, but... Um, we did go yeah. to NASCAR, yeah. yeah. That shower when I got home was one of the best showers yeah. of my life. Yeah, yeah. It was... Uh, the The only way to stay cool that whole day was just keep dousing your head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The whole so, weekend, really. Yeah, it was very, very hot. But it was fun. It was yeah. fun. We wrote uh, Eclipse on Tap on the finish line of MIS, which is pretty cool. Um, they got us pre-race passes this year, so we were able to get down there, do our thing, pre-race. Yeah, we all signed the uh, start finish line in mm-hmm. addition to Eclipse on Tap. Yep, got to sign our names. I put my number down. Pretty too. soon there'll be an Eclipse on Tap car out there. Maybe we can get Michael Jordan to, you know, make Bubbles' car a Eclipse on Tap for one weekend. We'll pitch pitch that to him. That would be a really cool scheme. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, pretty it much, be. be pretty murdered out. We we do Matt Black. That's why everybody wants Black. to be on Eclipse on Tap. Yep, it's yep. the truth. Yeah, just everybody said. does. But, um, yeah, back here with you and um, looking forward to this one very much. So uh, what are the thoughts initially on this beer? I have not tasted this one yet. I just took a swig. Um, I'm still working on the old one. I'm also working on the old one. Okay. Um, Dear thing. It's got a very, I don't know how to, acidic finish. Like on the back of my tongue, it's, I still taste it. It's good. It's it's got like sour qualities, but not like a a sour at all. It's definitely I like hear a you. double I hear IPA. You. But it's it's definitely lingering on the back the back of my tongue a lot. <laughs> Can I try a little <laughs> no, bit? No, it's of that? It, it is pretty good. I wouldn't say it's my favorite, but hey, keep working on watermark. It's a it, Let me effort. say this, it's no ecliptic. Yeah, it's no ecliptic. Ecliptic did just release a uh, Fantastic looking beer, uh, hazy session IPA, which um, I think just came out. Um, what was it called? I gotta look it I up. I actually don't. Yeah, I saw that too. But just, oh, they got a hazy pale ale. That's it. What yeah, it was? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I forget the name of it. It is called. I was really excited. I I just saw that today. Cloudcore hazy pale. Yeah. Pretty we, sweet. Can. We love them pale ales. Yeah, we do. See, doesn't that look good? Oh, that looks it's really clean. good. That would look good on an Eclipse on Tap oh, yeah. kit. I Took that. real that cool color cool. scheme. Yeah, great can. So that just came out uh, this week in 12-ounce can. So if you're in the Pacific Northwest, get some. Get it, some. Tell it, them Eclipse on Tap sent you, too. Yeah. Did you see this Flashback Friday post? With yeah, the, I did see that. That was sweet. Badass. That was yeah. sweet. 
This actually was a kind of beer that he drank uh, the first time we interviewed him. He drank yeah. one. He had one of these saved from the eclipse, and he yeah he cracked it open from the uh, from the cellar, so to speak. So for yeah. just for the interview for us. I was gonna say that's open. very special. He broke yeah. that out just for you guys. It is. Yeah. I mean, we we love ecliptic so much that we're shouting him out, even though we're drinking a watermark beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, this oh, one does have a cool can. It is fun cool. To, fun to taste different ones. The other one we we drank earlier was Lime Laser, same by Watermark as well, and it's IPA with lime peel. That one was good and refreshing. The, yeah, I yeah. do like the can reminds me. Of, it's like '90s art. Yeah, this is a, yeah. it was. A, it's like Doug the cartoon art. Yeah, that's what it looks like. They described it as a hazyish, hazyish IPA. Excuse me, gentlemen. Hazyish. Hazy-ish IPA, dry hopped with Citra Idaho Seven, and Michigan Cashmere, brewed with lemon or lime peel. Mm. It was good though. Yum. Cool artwork on that one too. Yeah, I would say so far my favorite is Speciation. Yeah, the Speciation. Um, another local one, Grand Rapids. Good sour ales. We've talked about them before um, on the podcast, but this one. Common Descent. I think they use the the lemons that are in it are from... It's like a collaboration with Horrocks. Hmm. They use lemons from Horrocks. So... Doesn't, doesn't give yeah. us a uh, rundown on this. Hmm. Do they let you uh, walk around with beer again at Horrocks? Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. They, and they have a cool new beer garden in the back now, which is uh, more permanent looking than it was before. It used okay. to be kind of just like in their garden section. Yeah. And now it's in the back. So definitely check okay. it out. I got to go check that out. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll do that in a little, little Friday night, a little shindig out yeah. there. Huh? Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, we, and bringing it back full circle with the Grattan thing, uh, we really had a fun time this year with the Eclipse on Tap crew. We were just, we've been talking about it a lot the last, you know, evening into today. Um, got a great team photo of the whole, whole squad out there, and um, I don't know. I had more fun than I've had out there in a, in a while. Um just being with yeah. good people and um it's it's fun because it's something that i think you know we, we were discussing is is kind of just we built it just for fun and it's more fun to do things like that uh yeah. sometimes so gave yeah. it gave one last pull at Grattan. yep and then uh holy we, hell that thing started like a bat out of hell yeah we we were moving mm-hmm. it was like single file line the first lap, lap and a half. Yeah, it was a oh, yeah. little bit intense. Yeah. It was very and hot. It was, it was hotter than the blazes of hell. Yeah. Yeah. And we got showered by gnats. Yeah. I, I <laughs> so had it was gnats terrible. all over my, all over the place. When you got done, all over your chest. It and was your, seriously like you came around the first and second corner and it was like a cloud of gnats. And then we got done and it was just, they were all inside your jersey, all over your arm. All over That's your a face. There's a lot of ac- extra fiber. Just open your mouth. There's yeah. a lot of protein. Yeah. Protein shake. But yeah, Grattan yeah. was a, was a fun time. And um, one of our Grattan team members, Jay Saul, who we shouted out quite a lot last episode, uh, one of our newer um, group members, he sent us a pretty funny post today, uh, which is, I couldn't believe it was real at first. But um, Estes, which is the rocket brand that makes model rockets for kids and stuff, um, came out with a Blue Origin New Shepard model, uh, which is the one that Jeff Bezos wrote it wrote up that looks like a massive phallus. 
and uh, <laughs> the model pen 15 yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. so so now it's like a, it's like a toy yeah and then what operations the, one through 14 were <laughs> total failures yeah <laughs> but I, pen 15 <laughs> can i can i just read the the title of this article about the the model please yeah, like, absolutely uh celebrate jeff bezos big day out to space with a $69 miniature dick rocket. <laughs> $69. Yeah, it's on the Estes website for $69, which just, I don't, it's, and it, it looks like, like a penis. Looks like, it looks like a, we a, should, we can should I order one. see a picture one. of it, yes. David? We should definitely order one. Yeah. Too <laughs> oh bad you can't launch it. <laughs> you can. No, they, uh, you, I think it has the little like cores at the bottom so you can launch it. Launch it in the backyard. Seriously, yeah. Go it's out like to a, the ball fields. I, I was thinking about that because I rode through uh, Calvin College the other day and looked at the fields that we launched those rockets. And I was, I don't know, I was yeah, thinking Seth, we, we should go get some uh, model rockets, but we might as well make it a penis. <laughs> the miniature dick rocket. <laughs> uh, What's six. that, sir? Yeah, it's a miniature dick rocket. Yeah. <laughs> the blue, oh. the blue origin. New Shepherd, oh man, yeah, yeah. We talked all about that last episode. So, um, if you are interested in our commentary about Jeff Bezos's big day, as this uh, article says, that's in episode forty-six. But yeah, but yeah, that just that article, that title is hilarious. Jeff Bezos's big day with a celebrate it with a miniature dick rocket, <laughs> mini dick. Uh, and that's all uh, the space news we have. And that's all the space news for this episode. Thanks for tuning in. No, we do in, have folks. one more. No, we've got plenty, but we, yeah, yeah, we got uh Elon. Yeah, Elon's been at busy. Starship. He's been busy yeah. at work. Yeah. Um there is a fantastic I think I sent you guys the link to the first one, the three part series that um that everyday astronaut um yeah. YouTuber did. Yeah. He did like a full blown behind the scenes um tour uh with Elon being the, the guide essentially at I think they could just call it Starbase in Texas. I didn't see that. Yeah, it's it's really good. There's one really funny part though. I can't remember what segment it is in, whether it's one, two, or three. But um, this guy seems to have a good relationship with Elon in terms of like he asks all sorts of detailed questions and Elon just answers them without any problems. And um, there was one section where they're walking, they're transiting from one section of the base to the other. And they we're asking all these questions and he was just like straight ignoring them. Oh really? I don't know if he couldn't hear them, but like no. it was so awkward. <laughs> oh, just kept, he just kept walking, just powering through. Yeah. And then, uh, they got to their destination and he kind of turned was, to them. He, and he was, was downloading yeah. information. It, that's what that it looked like. Cause he wasn't, it's not like he was, uh, his neural link was downloading. Yeah. He was getting the latest firmware update. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no starship has been the, the progress on that has been insane. Yeah. Full, nice. yeah, they got the, yeah. the whole thing's stacked stack, up on the pad, yeah. and you get a real sense for the scale, like the size of that thing compared to even like a Saturn V and all that. I mean, it's also the first time they've had the heat shields on it, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 I believe so. Yeah, so this SN20, yeah, it looked different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just yeah, it's got that cool mosaic, uh, black, um, back half essentially. Um, it looks a lot cooler than the new Shepard. Looks yeah. looks more like a rocket than a penis. That's what you're trying to say. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. It's uh, it's interesting to see the progression at the starbase, knowing that this is where they're headquartering everything down in Texas. Mm-hmm. It's a, a unique 
kind of departure from what is traditional. Yeah. Because I know Blue Origins down at Cape Canaveral. We were talking about you guys saw their yeah. warehouses right yeah. there. Yeah. They were selling the hell out of their uh, merch in the uh, merch shops too. Just like a like a profile, like a shadow of just that outline. <laughs> if there was, I would have gotten three. <laughs> yeah. It just says Blue Origin and just looks like a looks massive like dick. silhouette of a dick. <laughs> <laughs> What's your take on this beer? Did you try it? I did. It's not my favorite. I uh, agree with Nathan. It's a bit it's like it, it hangs on the back of your tongue. Yeah, it does. Mm. It's no ecliptic. Lens? Yeah, I feel like it's a little heavy for me. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't get heavy, but I'll go with it. Let me try here, uh, David. I don't really, yeah, I don't, I don't get hints Or did you of, try it? Yeah. Okay. I'm the only one that hasn't tried Nothing, it. It's not too heavy, I don't feel like, but it does have, uh, it's pretty tart, you know? feel like no chemically maybe? that's what i'm picking up some matthew tart. will be able to put it into good a, a good synopsis yeah, like, I, I feel I like it would be really full he's a drinking cunning the linguist. whole can of it yeah, yeah. just cunning wait linguist. though you're gonna taste it on the back of your tongue and you're gonna be like that, yeah. it's kind of nasty yeah, that's off there's something off with that yeah. it's a little stomach acidity for me yep it is uh like it like tastes like it. it tastes like <laughs> stomach acid yes that yeah i'm not that I'm um, sorry, Watermark. I've had plenty of good Watermark beers, but I, something's a little off with this. Try one. this again. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't you get, gotta. It's I didn't like get tart. it's like 20 seconds after. It feels like you have like it's it's more uh, bitter than it is tart. It, uh, to me, it's like metallic. It's like you got yeah. like nickels, like metallic mm-hmm. bolts on the back of your tongue. Taste. I feel like it. It has um, like it's something chemically went wrong with it. Like yeah. they tried to brew this IPA and, and like the IP or the hops went like, you know, how you, there's uh if you, you put beer in light, it gets <laughs> hops. We got I'm tasting old, aphids right now. A long that could be That could be it. This is there. could be it. They were listening. Yeah. The aphid. Yeah. Ho- the aphid hops. hops. I, I mean, we haven't really gotten to the bottom of this thing yet. There could be aphids yeah. in the bottom. I don't know if I'm wanting to get to the bottom of it. It yeah. just makes me fit. want water. Next. Yeah, I think unfortunately. I'll another. Hang on. That's the, uh, that's the nature of sampling. You're going to run into a few. That's what's that, fun about it. Yeah, exactly. You're just going to run into a few that, uh, I mean, I, it, it, it was a bit of a bummer that it was like, what does it say? Was it like $6? Yeah. Almost five, six, yeah. Five sixty. Yep. <sighs> Watermark. Yep. But I have had plenty of good beers by them. Overall, I feel like I'm content with their brews. What's this one? We're gonna we're gonna bounce back. Oh, the space shark. We're on we're on the rebound. You gotta rebound that basketball. <laughs> <coughs> space shark by De- by Brew Detroit IPA. That sounds like something Schumann would say. By the way, what if IPA, this one sucks too? Though you rebound, rebound that basketball. Rebound that basketball. Get some Brew Detroit. This is a different brewery. It's an IPA with citrus fruit character, dry hopped with Galaxy Citra and El Dorado. And I'm guessing they brew in Detroit since it's brew Detroit. <laughs> All right, let's give it a crack, guys. Brew Detroit. Brewing well, Come on, what's brew on, Detroit. What's on the can? Oh. What's well, a shark? In space. <laughs> with like a rocket pack on. I'm just a, kidding. I didn't care. Go ahead. And an astronaut head. It's also kind of retro trippy, like. 80s print on the space shark. Here we go. Ooh, a pop. Ladies first. 
and I don't. I'm not pull this, this. On this. <laughs> It's a nice pour. It's a nice pour. Matthew. All right, let me. I'm gonna take the last sip of this nasty one. What are the first impressions? It looks like my pee did this morning. <laughs> <laughs> looks like my little dark. It, mine did after NASCAR. Yeah, I was dehydrated from uh, Grattan last night. Pretty bad. Oh, that's good. That's better. It's a lot better. Yeah, it's like a traditional kind IPA. Of, it's kind of like a fruitier, um, not juiced or anything, but like a fruitier IPA almost. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I sense hints of fruit in this. <laughs> this My one. palate is... It's very good. It's refreshing. It definitely. is refreshing. Definitely. Oh, I should probably taste it. Yeah. I Go just, ahead, Nathan. I just finished my nuts and bolts. What would you give it out of five? Out of five? It's a solid three and a half. Three and, oh, yeah, yeah, I was going to give it around like a three. Three. Three and a half. Yeah. Three. It's good. Three. Keep working, <laughs> Brew Detroit. I'd yeah. give it like a four. You four keep working hard. You keep your nose to the grindstone, and maybe, maybe you'll be featured on Eclipse on Tap. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> just maybe. Just, I mean, basically they just were, kind of. Yeah. But, you know, as a sample beer, mm-hmm. you know. No ecliptic. No ecliptic, yep. It's like um, Yep. They are they are the uh, the cream of the crop, absolutely. They are, they are. So, what else is going on? How are, are the how are the porta potties at NASCAR this year? Oh yeah, that's a good. We should just yeah go through a whole NASCAR spiel. Yeah. yeah. So so NASCAR. Um, thank you, Lindsay, for bringing that up because we did talk about the porta potties for quite some time. You sure did. Yes. Um, that was on the break, I think, of episode forty-five or forty-six, and um, they were actually not that bad. They really weren't that bad this year. Yeah. I feel like they were being cleaned at a faster rate. Not like you, two years ago with the pyramid of poop? <laughs> no. no. No, they were. I thought they were really quite nice. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, so <laughs> the, the only thing I didn't like, well, I guess I, I kind of, I appreciated it after the fact is that when you're in them and it's, it feels like of like a hundred, it's a feels like of about a hundred and 90 in them. <laughs> yeah, you're just baking in there. Yeah. <laughs> like as soon as you yeah. walk in, there's just a bead of sweat on your brow dripping into your eye. Yeah, you're just sweating. You have, to, you have to, you know, take care of business. Sweat's yeah. dripping on like the your spine. You're like, this is just so uncomfortable. The, you open the seat and it's just like somebody's corn and <laughs> like, so you have, to, you have to find... We we definitely have to find like the right one to go to and make it consistent because and we happened to find that the one that was closest to the handicap porter potty was yep. the cleanest on a consistent. It's the only one I used. For yeah, it was like reason. home base for me. I don't yeah. know why all but weekend. Yeah, it I, was. Yeah, I diverted from that one one time and there was a, a cigarette put out in the urinal and it it was it was pretty nasty in there. But and then there was one on one of the last days. And it was right after I went for a run around the actual track, went to go, you know, take care of business. And, you know, I noticed there's no handle on the door. Usually I like to hold onto the handle and crouch a little bit, but <laughs> I had to kind of keep my balance. It was a little bit of 
uh, blood on the toilet seat. You, you had it was to kind hover. of disgusting. <laughs> so I'm like hovering and my legs are just shaking and I'm just like beads of sweat just dripping <laughs> down me. And it, it was luckily we Wait had the, the the dude wipes. You we hold on to the handle and lean back. Yeah. And that's how you do it? You don't make sometimes. a nest? Oh, I build a nest. No, sometimes. Like five if, layers deep. Well, if they're bad enough, I don't want them because I've had situations where it backsplashes onto your anus and then you don't want that. Or you go to sit down and part of the toilet paper moves and you sit on the seat. But that's also another option is to throw a bunch of TP down first before you go so you have something to cradle your turd into <laughs> instead of dropping it. The like catcher's mitt. You want a catcher's mitt down there. Yeah. So in the same vein as the beer reviews, out of five, what would you give, <laughs> what would you give the porta bodies? Well, for NASCAR standards, I honestly, them, the, the, the I, first one five. after the handicap, yeah, that one, I give it a five. I would, it too. It was always clean. It was hosed down every morning. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> I waved at yeah. the guy, at the poop sucker. I waved at him. Oh, he, he waved he was, at us every time he drove by. He was very friendly, like weirdly friendly. <laughs> <laughs> How much do you think they make? I hope they make those? a lot. I hope they make six There's figures. There's not enough money on earth for me. Because, like, uh, don't, don't uh, like... I don't know, people, like, if you work for, like, waste management, you drive, you make pretty good money, right? Especially in, like, New York City. Yeah. They make, a, like, a good amount. Yeah. Um, but they have to deal with New York City they have to piles of trash. Or, like, the, yeah, the, the poop sucker guy with that hose. Sucking poo. Do you think it's, like, <laughs> like, you know, people work at a coffee shop and they smell like coffee when they go home and they work at a bakery and they smell like bread when they go home? Do you think it's the same situation? Yeah, I bet you anything. You oh, yeah. work for porta shitters. Or garbage men. I think about that when our garbage men go by. I'm like, how do you eat lunch? Like, I, I even if you had a bucket of hand sanitizer, I wouldn't they, be able to eat lunch when I was doing that job. Don't you think they get to the point where they just don't smell it anymore? Like, if you, yeah, you know, I don't know, because like, something, those things are like leaking something down their street. Do you think that's the, yeah. so oh, it's awful. Foul. Oh, it's, it's so bad. foul. Do you that think the poop sucker guy? Ago. Yeah. Do you think he eats lunch in the porta potty? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to take a minute to myself and hear for it. Eats a sandwich while he's got the hose hooked up. <laughs> I, I thought cigarette. about sending um, our group text a photo while I was in there. <laughs> to the whole group. What just, if he's just, just, hey, thinking about you, Jeremiah. <laughs> you just, you almost think like maybe the guy's just really passionate about poop. He just, that's his thing. Like he likes poop. He's a connoisseur. That's the other know? thing. How do you get there? How do you get to be the guy that empties the Porta Johns? The thing is, with a shitty job like that, the company can charge as much as they want because you got to have them there. Yep. And somebody's got to do it. And you got to pay that somebody something worthwhile to do it. See, I, I'm sure they make a fortune. I'm sure they make a, like a lot more than people might think. Yeah. Like, like it's not like they're making like 35K. They're probably making oh, yeah. a good, li like very good wage because why else would you ever do it you could go work at like taco bell or something name of this episode is poop stocks yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the dynamics of poop economics <laughs> trickle down pook pookie economics <laughs> the trickle down ecosystem of pooka, poop poop up we need emrys's expertise in this he's uh, a, yeah he's probably an expert in poop economics <laughs> He's, he's always checking. I got done with him today after dinner, cleaning him up. And like the first thing he asks is, was it a nasty one? <laughs> like, yeah, it was a nasty one. 
Can you flush it? No, can't flush it, but <laughs> it's, it's, it's stuck in the diaper. I can't do it. Yeah. Give no, me a grade. Like, Is it a regular milk pookie? Yeah. Is it a corn pookie? <laughs> Yogurt, chocolate, and oats pookie? The boy is learning. Yes. There are many different kinds of poo on this land. <clears throat> Each more valuable than the, than the previous. <laughs> <laughs> we, we were joking about him, like... The amount that he loves garbage trucks. So what if someday he's just like a bigger version of himself now, but just driving a garbage <laughs> truck down the street, like We're talking to people as he's picking up their trash. Just like, oh, it's a big one. <laughs> oh, that's big trash. <laughs> we did. We talked about that on the ride up to Grand Haven for like 20 minutes. Yeah. That he was going to be like the, the CEO of the next like waste management because he's so obsessed with garbage trucks. <laughs> Are you talking about on the riot, the bike ride that we yeah, did? Yeah. yeah, that's actually we can we can chat about that too because the uh, the the week before NASCAR we were out at the lakeshore for the whole week, and some beautiful night skies, uh, one of which featured a UFO. Yeah, two nights actually, two nights. Nathan saw it one night, and uh, I saw it one morning at like five. Yeah, I got up to to get a glass of water, and um, David was sawing logs on the couch, so I tried to be quiet, but I. Went over to the the window as I was drinking the water, and there was like an orangish light in the sky, and it wasn't Mars. Um, Quick pause. Who, while you're describing your your account that you, only you saw, who's going to be Jeremy Corbell? What he's trying to say now. Yeah. <laughs> you understand this has never been said before, okay? Never been said before. <laughs> So, yeah, so I'm, like, drinking the water, and, you know, your your eyes are a little bit drowsy from just waking up, and I may or may not have had some drinks the night, that night, but it was five in the morning, and I, yeah, there's this orange light out there, and it, like, as I'm standing there, I'm like, wait a second, that thing's not holding still, and it was kind of, like, just doing a, a little dance and I was like, is it just, again, is it just my eyes that I'm like, I got sleepy eyes or, mm-hmm. you know, I'm trying to like Out of focus, focus still. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm, I stood there for a good, like four or five minutes watching it. And I, I wit, I witnessed it moving the whole time. So whether it was me or it was something out there that was moving, I don't know. But you guys said you saw something similar or dad, su- dad did the second night. I, I didn't see it either time. Okay. Um, but I, I heard the story and I, I mean, the night sky was very crisp out there. So seeing it, um, out there would be, I mean, a good, if you're going to see something in the sky, that's the spot to do it. I mean, it's beautiful night sky. It was a pretty full moon. Um, so it was bright, but I don't know, David, did you see it the second night? I saw it the first night. Oh, the first night. Yeah. yeah. I think I was the only person that saw it the second time because oh, I was just I, up oh, at okay. five in the morning. I had it re- uh, out of order. Yeah. I, I came outside um, and my dad and Ryan were on the uh, deck and they, they said they were looking at something out there and they couldn't tell what it was. And same kind of thing, like a orangey yellow type, like bright object. And I looked through the trees and I could see it too. And it was just stationary for a long, long time. And then I came outside, I went back in, came outside again, I don't know, probably five minutes later, and it was moving 
at a steady pace all of a sudden off to the left. And I, I, we watched it kind of like just kind of disappear into the distance. So I don't think, I mean, it had the color of like a, one of those lantern things, but those lanterns, you can see them kind of like, you know, flashing a little bit from, from the flame. And this thing had been sitting out there like in one spot for a long time. So we didn't know if maybe it was a, even a drone or something that, that had like brighter lights on, but just the, you know, the way it was moving and then it was really bright too. I mean, you could see it like well off into the distance. I mean, it was, it was pretty far out there. It wasn't just like it was hovering over like the the shoreline, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mine was definitely out a ways over the lake. Yeah. So uh, unlikely, unlikely it sky. was a drone. You yeah. Know? I mean, and if it was sitting still for a while, it wasn't a plane. It's not likely it was a helicopter because you probably yeah. would have heard it. So yeah, it's, it was, I mean, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. It was, it was odd because it was like right in between those trees off to Again, the left. The story has never been said. Yeah. And there's you a do. documentary coming out of on, ne- on Netflix soon called The UFO Over the Lake. Well, what my, my friend's trying to say is. <laughs> that's, do you guys know what we're referencing? Jeremy Corbell. Not so much. He is a UFO uh, enthusiast and researcher, and he um, is very passionate, and you know, kudos to him for that, but he is someone that when he goes on a podcast and the guest that actually saw the UFO and has the story to tell can hardly tell the story because Jeremy is interjecting saying, you guys realize this has never been told before, but no shit. He's talking about a freaking UFO. Yeah. It, yeah. It's not been told before. So yeah, that's, he's, he's a, he's not, we're not a fan of him on the, on no, the he's podcast. A douche. No, he's a wanker. We could have him on the podcast though. Maybe he would join. Not after this. Not after we just shit talked him. Slandered we did, his name. We, we did no. that like two episodes ago. Too. Yeah. <laughs> what about that blue moon that was supposed to be seen in, in oh, Michigan? Yeah. Did anyone catch that? Oh, yeah. I, I didn't. I did not. I did. Did you? I think. I saw it. That, I mean, well, it was when we were out there, right? Yeah. I saw it that night. Or it was supposed to be August twenty second. Oh, so that was just a few days ago. Mm-hmm. It was no, Sunday. I didn't notice anything oh, yeah. um, out of the ordinary, but I saw it. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I saw it like driving home, Sunday. Nice. Yeah. The blue moon, blue moon. Yeah. It was like a like a very, you know, orange color, and it was you know pretty large out you know on the horizon. It was so pretty it wasn't cool. blue. No, hmm. it, the blue moons aren't actually blue. They're there just, you, you know, that's just the way, what a little bit more yeah. dim, like a dim orange color, almost a fade to it. Yeah. The sunrise today, when I was driving east, the yeah. sun was so massive. I think it's because we got so many, so much humidity in the air, but it was just like glowing out over the highway in front of me. Mm-hmm. It was, it was like at least two times the size that you normally see it. Hmm. Like well, looking through it looking at it through the atmosphere and it was like you know you could it was dim enough that you could look right at it and it was it was quite stunning it's a cool picture how'd it compare to the sunrise in hawaii <laughs> do you remember that yeah it's it wasn't as good as that yeah wait that you're but telling me cool. that the, the sunrise on i-96 <laughs> wasn't as good as the sunrise in hawaii Julia and Lindsay, do you want to introduce the next beverage? Yeah. What do we got? This is I Must Be Dreaming. Um, It is a kettle sour ale with blueberries, peaches, graham crackers, vanilla beans, and milk sugar. 
by Timber Ales, which is based out of North Haven, Connecticut. Hmm. Hmm. Give crack it, a, it. Crack it. Crack it in, into the, uh, to the mic. Ooh. That was oh. a good one. Oh. Oh. That was a fantastic crack. crack. Thank you very much. <laughs> Ooh, it's, it's uh, very juicy looking. It is. Looks like Welch's. Looks like prune juice. Like beet juice or something. It looks dreamy. I thought the can was cool. It kind of reminded me of the beach. I think it tastes a lot like... Um, What's that Arvon one um, that we really like, Nathan? Oh. Mm, it'll come to me. I can't think of it right now. Oh, it is like that one. Mm-hmm. It's really six, good. 6% ABV. Did you tell, say that? Oh, sorry. I missed that. Yeah. yeah. Now we got to do it all over again. <sighs> Crack it again. Somebody drive up to Horrocks. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's uh, I'm looking. I was looking forward to this one based on the description alone. Yeah, it's really yeah, good. Yeah, it it sounded good with a mix of kind of some sour and sweet. Um, what is that beer called? It looks juicy. Ooh, there's still enough. Very um cheers everybody. Thanks for coming on. Yes, thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Salud. Cheers. I can't quite reach you, but I'm gonna try. I can pass it from David. There we go. I will bless all of you. Um Oh yeah, that's really good. That is it's it's like a uh it's like a smoothie almost. It's like sweet. It's like a it's like getting a raspberry like blended drink. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Really good. I like that. Refreshing. No doubt. This would, um, this would go down real quick. I yeah. Know. Oh, man. It's it's very juicy. Yeah. But um, maybe we'll we'll savor this one while we take our break. Um, be back with you in a few minutes for the second half of 47 um, with maybe a new beer. Who knows? But yeah. with that said, we'll see you in a minute. Welcome back from the break, episode forty-seven. Welcome back, folks. David has a, uh, a beverage to introduce, and it's a, I do. a perfect it's, I transitional. Feel like it's a little early for this one. It is a little, but it's a good transitional beverage. I thought so too, but then I still grabbed it out of the fridge. It's a good beer. I know, just but, like you're starting to see these fall beers, and yeah. it's like ninety-five degrees here. Yeah, yeah. We'll give it. A, this is a you know not a complaining sneak about peak. the heat. I, sneak I peek it, for fall here. A teaser. What do but we got? it's the uh, pumpkin tart. From our friends at Brewery Vivant here in Grand Rapids, Michigan. It's very good. Very good. Um, this is a uh, 
made with real pumpkin and spices, then blended with sour ale. This is not your typical pumpkin ale. 7%, 7.1%. It's a good beer. It is a good beer. And it, that is a, an honest statement when they say it's not your typical pumpkin ale. Ooh, the slow roll. Because I, most pumpkin beer, I don't think I'm really a fan of. No. Like pumpkin pie, I'm not a fan of, though. I don't, like the pumpkin flavor. Mm. It just, I can do like a bite, but like to eat a whole piece, it's like, I don't it's know, very it's too rich. much for me, too rich. Yeah. But Lindsay was bringing up a good point on the break about the um, increase, it seems, in space beers and why so many beers these days have a space theme. And it's a, actually a fantastic topic and one that we haven't talked about in a little while. And I don't, we've, I mean, we've predicted. Thank you. You're welcome. The pumpkin tart was coming my way. Um, pretty, we've made like our best guess, but I don't really know. It's, I, I think my best guess is that there's a pretty prominent hops called galaxy hops. So you mm-hmm. see a lot of beers that are brewed with galaxy hops, then follow a trend and, you know, make a space, like um, sure. that's what Boulevard Brewing, they have that space camper one. The only reason it's called that, I think, is because they use galaxy. I, yeah. I think it's that and the fact that space is cool as shit. And so is beer yeah looking and that's why uh, again you know eclipse on tap is the envy of all others (laughs) yeah (laughs) well i mean mean, it it does have some yeah i mean space is cool it's like you look at some of these logos usually it's some sort of radical design and um i don't know something kind of unique and that's it it does trend towards that sorry but this the pumpkin tart is lighter than i was anticipating oh it's fantastic it's a really good beer i mean yeah it's not like I was expecting something real heavy. No. It's not. It's good. This is, uh, yeah, honestly, the probably the best pumpkin beer that. Yeah, this is, is very good out, out there. Yeah, I feel like a lot of microbreweries, like, <laughs> like um, a lot of those people are just into space too. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the ones that we know that you know make space beers and you know things like that. I mean, it just, I think it. Part of it is just, I mean, you said like the hops is, has something to do with it, but for the smaller microbreweries, I think a lot of them are just, they've just got people that work there that are into space and, you know, things like that. But yeah, ecliptic just, broadly. Maybe they just want to uh, sponsor a podcast. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe you they're know, doing it because of us. I like, I also think about like, was it Andy at Starving Artist? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which we got to get a hold of him, by the way. But I think about him, like his his passion is beer. He's got this barn out in the back of his property he brews in. You think about like he's up in Ludington, Michigan. Clear skies right next to Lake Michigan. You get done brewing for the night. You just go out with a cold beer, you know, like mm-hmm. unwinding for the day, walking into his house or whatever, and you look up the night sky and you can see the whole Milky Way. I don't know. It kind of goes together, you know? It's like... No, it does. Just everybody slow down. Drink a beer. Look up. Yeah, get out, look up. A lot of good, yeah. Good, yeah. good flavors out there and good shit to see. I think that that is a good point. Because uh, you figure most people who are brewers that, I mean, they, they generally kind of take on a little bit more of a, um, for lack of a better word, maybe a chill lifestyle, it seems. I don't know. Kind of like Eclipse on Tap. Yeah, kind of like Eclipse on Tap. Yeah. We're just chill. We're not high but, strung. But yeah, exactly. So so you take that mentality and usually that type of mentality is maybe a little bit more in tune with what's going around 
um, and uh, and what's going on with the night sky or like going out mountain biking out in nature, being in the woods, being on the beach, stuff like that. So they, they might just go hand in hand naturally, you know, same yeah, kind of minds. Does. Yeah. I mean like John Harris is a good example. Yeah. I mean the, like the most chill guy ever and you know, really good at brewing. And on top of that, just paired it up well with space. It's something that he's truly passionate about and yeah, they just go hand in hand. Where did John Harris watch the eclipse? Uh, in Salem, Oregon. He actually saw first light. So in, in 2017, when the eclipse first hit the U.S. Uh, landfall, he was he was there. Okay. Pretty jealous. Yeah. That would have been, been pretty cool. But we also got, well, our spot was the epicenter of totality. So would, it's kind of like, which one do you choose? I've got a good question regarding eclipse. Okay. Would you rather see first light or be on the East Coast and see the moment that it leaves because for me i'm going to give my vote right here i'd rather be on the east coast the moment that it leaves because of the build-up and i say this because i wasn't there and so what i saw watching on tv was the news coverage like starting on the west coast and and they're following it throughout the country you guys are you know obviously in totality but you didn't get to witness like the side of it that i saw like the whole build-up of okay now it's reaching you know, Texas, now it's going this oh, way. Oh, seeing and it come across. Yeah, yeah. and like in that, that buildup, it was like, and they're showing the crowds in each of the towns, you know, that, that they're covering it in and the people's reaction and everything. And, and to me, that was, it was, I don't know, it's it's like the the buildup the whole day of like, oh, how, you know, what's it going to be like? And I'm, I'm watching, thinking about you guys, you know, in Kentucky and like, you know, okay, I'm, now it's, you know, 45 minutes away from them. Now it's, you know. Yeah. No, they're definitely. They're going to see it in 15 minutes. It, for me, that was really exciting to, like, watch it progress. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, would you rather be first contact or the last? If I had to or choose. Or where you were. Well, so I, I would say I would always want to be at the epicenter of totality. But if you're choosing between one, if you were on the far west, because we do have maybe listeners that are in, like, Oregon or something. Yeah. And so... I don't. I think I would also rather see it depart uh, off into the ocean, um, because it seems like when it. I feel like when it arrives. I don't know. But at least the 2017 one is. I think that in Oregon it was pretty damn short, yeah. wasn't it? And then or, it, it was. I think the shortest duration. Yeah. There. And then yeah. it got. It kind of like was a way. You know, it hit Kentucky. It was the biggest, and then it came back down. I'm gonna double down on this. Mm-hmm. You're in a group of people, but you're at the f- the westernmost point of a peninsula, and you're the last person on the peninsula. So you can say you were the first person totality touched, or you're on the east coast out on a peninsula, and you're the last person on the end of the peninsula, and you can say I'm the last person totality touched. If I'm Which person do you want to be? The first one, for sure. Last, for sure. I want the, the umbra of the moon touching my body first. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You don't want you don't want to be at the end of the train, sloppy. No, million and fifty. No, I want to be first. Yeah, I think I think you know, for me it, it's kind of either or. But first would be kind of cool. Yeah, you know, last would be cool because then you can you send say, it off until the next one. You s- exactly, yeah. you can send it off to the next one. So you can always say for however many years I was the last one that it touched. That's true. 
It's it's going to be insane. 2024, it's coming around the corner here. You guys are going to be all... Oh, You'll man. be blown away. You're going to be blown away. Okay, 2024, I'm going to the easternmost point because after 2024, what's the next one? It's like 2060-something. 2048, I think. Oh, 2048. shit. I might still be around. You're going to be going up into Canada or, or Maine. Uh, you have to go like up so into Maine. 2048... I'm going to be the last person it touches so that I can die knowing that I was the last person eclipse, eclipse touched. How, remind me, how long was your totality again? Two minutes and 40-something seconds. <laughs> two, minutes, two minutes, 40 seconds. 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 Two, 240. <laughs> this is going to be about four minutes in yeah, four uh, minutes, April, of, April 8th of 2024. In so. uh, southwest we still don't know where Arkansas, we're going to go. Texas, somewhere in there is the maximum point. So... I think I think so, right? Yeah, that's it's like four minutes ten. Yeah, north, north northeastern Texas. Texas. Yeah, is the longest duration for this one. But the patho totality is super wide on this one. Mm-hmm. Like the one that we experienced was relatively narrow. Yeah, seventy but, miles wide. Yeah, this is. But like this one's gonna be. Um, this this will be a di- this will this one will hit different. The first the first one, um, I think. The, the weirdest thing for the first one was actually the, be, right before it happened because obviously like we couldn't watch the TVs and all that, but we knew exactly what time that it was going to be here. And just the countdown until then, because obviously we had a, a tel- dad's little tel- you know, solar filter and we mm-hmm. had the telescope set up and everything and we could actually watch it obviously happening, but we knew what time it was going to go totality. And it was right before is when it got really weird because it was middle of the afternoon super hot in that field and then it just started almost like it was sunset and then before we knew it there was like a 360 degree sunset around us and it was just dark sky and then this glowing ring in our in the sky like right above us but that was the the weirdest part i think was right before yeah because it just kind of got weird like a weird dim yeah there's almost yeah there's a haze there's a haze in the sky and a everything's starting to get quiet and yet the excitement is building in the spectators, but um, almost dwindling in the and everything else. All the nature is starting kind of just calming down, and then suddenly, yeah. it's cool. Yeah, it's quite the quite the experience. Looking forward to the next one. Yep, and hopefully John Harris is going to be there too. Yeah, he will be. He's going to be. He's a man of his word. He'll he be is, there. I, I I agree. I think he will. We'll ping him our location, and he will uh, hopefully join us twenty twenty four. For the total solar eclipse there. It'll be a fun pilgrimage, to quote the race chaser, um, down to probably Texas and enjoy a lot of good camaraderie um, over a fun trip and see what is always an extremely rare um, event in nature. And probably a lot of good beers, too. Speaking of which, well, we have one coming I was just going to say, you know what we should do for that is... Um, Kind of what we did tonight, and and just collect some space beers to bring down there, and just do a tasting. Do a vault, yeah. The, the space beer vault, yeah. yeah. With John. Yeah, exactly. What what month is that again? April eighth, twenty twenty four. April eighth, okay. Yeah, that which is part fun, of though. the reason why we wanted to go south because it's like spring here could be could be cloudy. We, sh- you know, if we are like, like gonna the- if we're gonna make it like a real road trip, we should scout out wherever it is that we're gonna be. Scout out kind of the good micro brews along the way, and just make mm-hmm. it a tour. I think yeah. we need to rent like a big ass motorhome. Too. Yeah, that we do. I think that we should should do something like that. Yeah, 
an RV Iron all Mike. together. Three RVs going down there all together. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah just because uh, yeah. it's either that or, I mean, yeah, it would just be so much fun to do that. Uh, and then you have your then you have your RV to watch it from. We're like storm chasers, but we're eclipse we're chasers. We eclipse chasers. Where you got? <laughs> Put eclipse and tap sticker on the side. Yeah, it's yeah. the caravan. But uh, but yeah. Oh yeah. So the beer, beer. The beer yeah, next yeah, yeah. beer. Yeah. Sorry sorry sorry. Diamond hands double northeast IPA, and I think it says. Big, or oh, it's just Big Tree by Big Tree. It's so small. My eyes are going by Big Tree. Big Tree is the brewery, apparently. But it does have a rocket on it. Yeah, this is a, in direct reference to the it's a, craze, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, From, yeah I uh, think so. Earlier GME. this year, with all the, the meme stocks, as they called them. Right. When all those exploded. Double New England IPA, 100% hit Citra hops. And I think it said it's 7, 7%. It said somewhere on here. I think it's 7. I'm still diamond handsing my jammy. Yeah, seven percent diamond hands. My two shares. Let's give it a crack. Ooh, a sizzle. Ooh. I walked in there and everybody. <laughs> that was a juicy everyone's copying one. Lindsay doing the slow open. I, that's what so I good. usually do. Everybody hey, at, Julia, why don't you drink um, yours so I can give you some? They they were all reading my shirt when I was at in line there. I was, was the only dude. Shirt? Yeah, I was only the only dude in I just got it before I came over here. And they were like, uh, Get your ass to what? Like, because my shirt is the Mars shirt. I've talked about it before. Get your ass to Mars. But Get your ass to Pub they 39. Were all, they were all like, oh, is that like an Elon Musk thing? I'm like, no. It's a, no. It's Buzz Aldrin. Buzz Aldrin. Yeah. Uh, his, he did this. So, That's yeah. Cool Buzz thing. Aldrin has been very um, aggressive in his commentary of American space flight up until now. I think he's probably starting to feel a little bit more. Um, you know, comfortable with where things are at because we're definitely... Well, he's been validated, too. I mean... Oh, look, absolutely. Like, all of the enthusiasm that we talked about last month with this, like, miniature space race between the penis and the... Um, <laughs> <laughs> the penis and the starship. <laughs> I just think in a full swig of beer, that was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> between the penis and the starship. <laughs> but, no, I mean, he, he has... He's got to be feel satisfied, vindicated whatever you want to call it by the fact that there's so much enthusiasm about space travel now. Oh yeah. I mean, cause for a while there, I mean, people kind of marked him as like, wow, Buzz, Buzz Aldrin's kind of like a, he's kind of like an asshole. Like all these other Apollo astronauts are, you know, good, decent men. And Buzz Aldrin's here, you know, yeah. criticizing NASA and like yeah. brash. And when in reality, he's just, he, he's, he's in it for the right yeah, reasons. He just, like, he's yeah. just wants to see progression. Yeah, he's just passionate. He's, he wants to see progression in getting to another planet because for the Apollo days, getting to the moon was essentially just that. I mean, like yeah. the feat that was accomplished, we've talked about it before, was so extreme that the only thing that could possibly compare to that now is getting to the getting to Mars. I mean, realistically, yeah. like yeah, in and terms of what did they did. Sorry, different topic, but it just came to mind. Did you hear that Elon bought a seat on Branson's? plane i did yeah yeah hmm. the virgin galactic yeah um orbiter that's interesting that thing is sweet i'm not gonna lie. that 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 is like actually a really good idea i think what they're doing with that oh yeah um just for 
Because if I'm going on a space tourism thing and uh, Virgin Galactic space tourism endeavor seems to me much more like a good long-term play. Yeah. That is something that could like logist- like theoretically, I see that as um, a big jump. Like how you know you think about the introduction of commercial airlines into modern day society that nowadays becomes a an everyday thing yeah you know very fear i would say you know majority of people in the u.s have flown before um and it's fairly reasonably priced that is what could be the case for space tourism like something like that where you wonder like when it becomes commercialized and it's not like you know there's been 10 flights or whatever but it, there's been three thousand flights yeah i wonder what the cost will be I think it'll be really expensive for a long time, but I think we're pretty close to it happening. Yeah. Where they, they, they'll they'll continue with this one, Virgin Galactic, and as long as they have the right funding, I think they'll make like a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Like they'll make like 100 or something. Yeah. And then... Like the 10-year anniversary of EOT, we were like, yeah, we're doing a Virgin flight. Yeah. I, would, I think I would... like If it had been that long, if it had been several years, to me, it looks like a, a pretty flawless operation. Yeah. Like... The fact that they're taking it up on a large plane, so it's not having to risk really anything. Yeah. Up until the last little like percentage of its flight, and then of course the maneuver for it to feather down, it kind of has to do that like floating feather thing before it regains. Can really descend. Yeah. yeah. And which is that'd be a little scary, but yeah. <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we don't we don't lose traction here and yeah. uh, go floating off into space. That would suck. Yeah, so the ascent isn't so scary, but the descent is just as scary as, as yeah. ever before. But but I think it'll be soon before, and I think that honestly, as far as space tourism specifically, uh, if you if that's where you wanted to kind of hedge your bets as like an investor, like like Richard Branson did, you know, people look at Jeff Bezos and they're like, "What are you doing? Like you're riding, you know, yeah. flying this giant penis up." And <laughs> because <laughs> they had a really good thing with it and i don't know where they're at I, i'm not even saying this i shouldn't you know shit talk him yet because uh, they had one called the new glenn that was like legitimately starship sized and it was never it hasn't it's not built yet but there's been testing for the boosters for it and or the sorry the engines the actual you know static engine tests and if they make that and they get that to mars like kudos but what they what they're doing with the new shepherd one i'm like I don't give uh, him a chance in hell of getting to Mars. Them in no, the, I don't. I, think I so. don't think his head's in it. Like no. Elon he's, is, he's in it for me too. Yeah, for sure. And that, that's what I'm saying with Richard Branson. I think the cool thing is, he seems like he found his little avenue. Like, yeah. okay, cool. I'm completely content with yeah. not building the biggest and the best, but I found something I can hone. Yeah, and it, it it's it, for him. It's a practical business model too, because there's yeah. plenty of people that if they know it's a safe flight and they can go experience. Weightless, weightlessness um, and and see like the curvature of the earth they're gonna do it oh, I mean oh, yeah. if, if they know the risk is minimal yeah like, if the if the risk is like essentially that of flying a plane but per, at some point like to your point perfect doing that don't pretend to be like a space like like a, a NASA or a or like a uh, um, um, What's SpaceX the, or, you know, some, somebody that's actually in it for discovery. You're basically the amusement park of yeah. <laughs> space travel. You're not like a visionary. Yeah. Try, stop trying to act like a visionary. You, yeah. you already made your mark on the world with Amazon. And, and you know, Elon, you can just sense that he's really passionate about it. And he cares. When you hear, listen to that YouTube video, that three-part series, you hear this man talk about 
the mechanics and the thermodynamics and like it's insane. Yeah, yeah, he, he kno- is a genius. He knows his shit. Yeah. He's an actual genius. Well, he, yeah, he's actually designing the stuff. The other guys are just outsourcing. Like, hey, I want to get a rocket. Yeah, like I, I would. Elon is the guy that's... a penis rocket. <laughs> yes, John. <laughs> Elon is the guy that is like behind the design and behind you know the engineering and everything that goes into it. Um, whereas the other guys are just like, Hey, get me to space. Cause I want to be in this club. Yeah. One thing I was, I won't give a, a lot of that series away cause it's well worth watching for anyone that's even remotely interested in SpaceX. Definitely check it out. Everyday astronaut. Um, cool dude. I think what is his motto? It's pretty cool. Bringing, bringing earth know. or bringing space down to earth for everyday people or something. Something that, like that. Yeah. He's like the ultra serious and like, less beer drinky version of what we're trying to do yeah <laughs> less of uh, a drunk than us but um on his channel or on the series um elon is talking about how a lot of people maybe at first glance would think that the, the design phase of like you see this thing how large it is and how dynamic it is and all these little bits and pieces designing all that must take like hours and hours and hours he said it's not even it's like a drop in the bucket as far as time is concerned. The design is like trivial. The manu- like manufacturing process cuz you have to build the stuff that's going to build the the rocket, right? Yeah. And like all the dyes and the, the molds. You mean they don't sell like rocket molders? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just have to go, you know, you just go to Jeff Bezos on yeah. Amazon and you say yeah. type in, you know, Starship rocket mold and boom. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's so, a Lego kit? Yeah, exactly. It's like the uh it's just yeah, like putting every, together everything is proprietary. Yeah, everything's Never proprietary. Been, I'm, well, I mean, I, I don't I don't know how serious they get with that. Like do they outsource I would think they outsource a lot of like materials, materials, for sure. but yeah, like steel and yeah. But I think you know a lot of that the it, nuts and bolts though, like yeah, is that something that they need to manufacture in order to ensure the quality, or do they outsource all that kind of thing? I'm not sure but about to, those but specifics. The nuts and bolts. I mean, I think the design, just figuring out how to make the thing that's going to make the thing fly, and like yeah. things like that, like I the think, gantry even, or like the. The static hold down tests, like mechanism that holds down the engine when they're test, like all those things. He said he equated it to like I can't remember. It was, he's like it's like a thousand percent more difficult than yeah. than yeah. the design phase. Yeah. But a lot of people look at you know you look at Starship, you're like oh man that must have taken like years to design. He's like no it took takes like a couple months. Yeah, I mean it's all trial and error. I mean you you design something, but then once you build it, I mean it's not going to work the first time most likely. So you're constantly having to tweak it and right. I mean that that just takes the most amount of time just to you know I, and I would even think he probably considers the the actual de- design phase as you know the test phase as well because you're still sort of in design you know process through that whole that whole period but so that that takes a long time just to get the thing to actually perform the way it's supposed to but yeah, because you look at like the Starship phase. I mean, they've been in testing now for for quite some time. All the way back to that Starhopper thing. It's still been ridiculously fast in terms of how fast they've really truly progressed, but mm-hmm. if in the grand scheme, it's still you know, in the manufacturing world a lot a lot of money and time. Yeah. Um so the it's on the pad SN20 is. I was going to see if there's a date yet. Um it's unclear when the rocket will launch, given that the U.S. Federal Aviation Administration is performing an environmental review of Starship's launch operations. 
what is their first launch? I, they're not going anywhere, are they? No. Yeah. No, it'll be just like maybe launch some it'll like launch satellites or something, but like yeah. just to test the whole Like it'll be unit like Falcon together. Heavy when Falcon Heavy they launched, you know, Starman out. Yeah. That was insane cuz normally they just launch like a they want to put like a, f- a fake payload up there. Right. And so they in most other cases like Jeff Bezos with his his penis rocket, he probably just would put a a concrete block that weighs a couple tons. That's your satellite, and yeah. then you just launch. Um, and Elon blew everyone out of the water when, for that first Falcon Heavy launch, like put a car up there. Yeah, and yeah. Really made it unique, which was a lasting impression on a lot of people. I, I look at that Falcon Heavy launch with um, the Tesla Roadster on it as like a highlight of modern space. Oh yeah, travel or just yeah, modern space stuff. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean they have to. They pretty much have to have the thing, you know, get that thing going soon because I mean they're planning on the dear moon in twenty twenty four. So, yeah, Zachary was like just yeah, shuddering. If you're oh. yeah, if you're him, you're uh, you're eagerly waiting to see how the first flight goes for that thing. But um, I can't imagine it'll. I mean, there'll probably be some issues, but I think overall they'll probably have that thing up to speed within a year. I mean, they're going to have to. Yeah. You know, well, legitimately. Shoot, they, they really didn't even start testing Starship until 2020, right? Yeah. They did the Star Hopper, which is that little silo thing. Yeah. It was not little, but yeah, it's like a 150-foot tall silo, essentially, just to see if the dynamics would work at all. Right. And then they quickly went to the booster, um, and then that crashed a few times. They got it to land. Um the best was when it like landed, but it landed kind of like yeah. tilted, and then they just blew it up. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's got to come quickly because Yuzaka Maizawa and his his crew, which could include you, David. Yeah, you but you don't know yet. I haven't heard back. I never got a call back on my. You never know. I don't know if anyone's round. been announced. Yet. No news is good news. Yeah. Would you go, could Julia? Be. Would you go if you were selected? Uh no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lens. No. No, thank you. <laughs> I'd probably get so sick. It'd be worth it. How, when do you think tourism, like when will they start tourism to space? I mean, I get, you could technically argue it's already happened, like on yeah. the on the penis. Well, um, they they sold seats. Like okay, I just well, said, how much Elon's are they? bought a seat. So, I mean, I, you got to have like a shit ton of money. Oh, to yeah. Be able right to now you do. That's what we were talking about, though, is yeah. like this is flight number two. I'll look up how when, much when the, you, it costs. When you get to flight 5,000, they've really refined, you know, their whole process. <clears throat> and, you know, people are starting, it, it becomes more like commercial flight is now, where you don't feel like it's necessary. There's always an inherent risk, but you don't, you're not the first guy doing it. Yeah. Where it's How much would you up. pay? How much would I pay? If I could go into space for ten grand, I'd pay. Yikes! Ten k. I would have a panic attack. Man, <laughs> for for ten k, if I if I, again, this is assuming that this continues and and there's thousands of these flights and it comes down to like ten thousand bucks to go up, I'd do it. I'm sure it'll be like commercial flight. At some point, it'll be just. Like, it's never oh, going to yeah, be like that price. Bit. Because you can't fit that many people. I know not people. that price, but it'll be a lot less than it is now. Which would probably be about 10K, I think. Yeah. Okay, yeah. would you rather go up on the tip of a penis, or would you rather go up <laughs> with Virgin Galactic? 
I'll take Virgin. Yeah. I would absolutely I'll take Virgin Branson Galactic. over yeah. Bezos all day. And then Branson's got Virgin Orbit too. He's got another little like side tier of that company that actually does do like orbital launches for satellites and stuff. So hmm. I think that they're a pretty cool company. They were on the the ropes Virgin was for that whole thing. Like I know they were really struggling to get funds. Um, and I feel like they've like as we stated earlier, now showing kind of the proof of concept with the um, orbiter that they've built um, really has. I don't know, maybe saved that whole company. Um, at least from the eyes of someone that, I, don't, I haven't researched it a ton. I did look up how much did the Japanese billionaire Yuzaka Maezawa pay for SpaceX's flight. He bought the whole, all, every seat. Yeah, there was 12 seats and he just bought them all. Uh, let's see if it discloses. Elon Musk won't tell, but here's what a flight beyond the surly bonds of Earth could cost. I bet he's paying a few million. Well, he's going around the moon too. Oh, here's some interesting to answer your question. He might be uh, paying ten million a seat. Oh yeah, to answer Lindsay's question, in 2001, American millionaire Dennis Tito um, became the first space tourist from Earth. I don't know why it says from Earth. (laughs) The first Earthling. (laughs) He spent over seven days in space, orbiting our planet 128 times. He he coughed up uh, 20 million dollars to to ride that. That was in 2001. That'd wow. be scary. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're it's on like a Delta Delta flight. In you're today's, like a Soyuz. <laughs> in today's dollars? It's a lot of money. That's probably $200 million. Oh, yeah. Um, it says, Virgin Galactic is promising a two-and-a-half-hour ride via their orbiter. Uh, I guess it's, I keep calling it an orbiter. It's not. It doesn't orbit. It's It just kind of fringes into the edge of space. Um, two-and-a-half-hour ride to the edge of Earth for $250,000. Oh, it'll be 10000 bucks in five years. Passengers will be able to enjoy a few minutes of weightlessness at 50,000 feet before returning to Earth. If he's getting two hundred fifty grand right now, in five years when they've got, you know, multiples of these units that can go up one after another, it'll be ten grand. I would say more like... No, that's not a penis. I would say Branson's more like 25 years. No. I agree, 25 years. No. So as Time far as tell. Yuzaka Maezawa, um, Elon Musk has not disclosed the purchase price of Yuzaka Maezawa's full... Um, 10 mil a seat, that's uh, it's, what I'm guessing. It's, it's more. Um, Elon did say that the cost will be similar to that of sending an astronaut to the ISS, which sending one astronaut to the ISS roughly costs $70 million. I didn't know that. Uh, per some estimates, it says. Wow. It says, this is not out- outlandish for Yuzaka Maezawa, who's been putting down over $100 million for paintings. So the dude has a lot of money, and I think he spent a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. $100 million for a painting? Yep. I mean, he's going to take some, like a group of random people up there with him. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, he, there was an, literally an open canvas for, for people that wanted. David applied. Yeah, we, we all, all applied. Did. Yeah. Uh, David is the only one that did the second round interview. Oh. Didn't didn't actually get a second round interview. <laughs> I just sent them an email with uh, with the second begging round of, them begging them to pick me because there was two rounds but, of info. There was one that that was like you know fill out your name and your Instagram handle and whatever, and then the second one you had to actually like answer some questions. Yeah, I bet they knew you went answer to the questions. End. Write a little. Yeah, I didn't get past essay. the first screening. 
We did get our cool selfies in the yeah, we did. space suit. That's cool. Yeah. We're acting like we actually got like flown down for an interview. <laughs> yeah, they let yeah. us do a selfie in the space suit. You know, that yeah. was cool. I took a, I actually held the, my phone up to my face and took a selfie. That's what while I While I was riding Zwift. <laughs> so I looked terrible. Actually. <laughs> Flushed. Yeah. Sweating. That's how, you, that's how we might look if you were on the rocket. <laughs> yeah. It's accurate. Well, I mean... We have talked about what what would happen if one of us got picked. I mean, I would definitely go, I think, but it's not going to happen. You never know. I would have gotten picked by now. I'd, I'd have to be training for that right what, now. What would you what What would you pay for a low, you know, space orbit like a like a Branson type thing? I don't know. Um, you have you have billions of dollars. Oh, if I well, yeah, I was gonna say how if, much like, would you pay if I won? Or, no, no, I shouldn't say that. Okay, if I wanted, if, if someone I would go gi- today. if if well, if someone gifted you, let's call it two hundred fifty thousand dollars, the going rate right now for a, a seat on Branson's. Would I what, spend it on that or something else? No. What what of that would you be willing to pay to take the flight? Like, what would be would you would you rather just hang on to the two hundred and fifty grand or would you spend it all to go right now? I would or definitely would not spend wait, it all. No. Would you wait until it comes down to fifty grand or like what 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 would be your value? Hmm. Probably buy some Dogecoin with that, right? Yeah, no, I was gonna say I don't if I was gifted two hundred and fifty grand This is not the POFU podcast. Yeah. But well, <laughs> what would get me to the PF no, um I don't think I would spend all of it in one place like that. Especially for a two and a half minute ride. I mean, assuming that you want to go on that flight, you want to experience weightlessness. Mm-hmm. See, oh sure, know. yeah. I mean, you're definitely you'd have to be very interested in it. Which how I much? Would be. How much? Your two hundred fifty grand? Are you going to spend? But do for it for two minutes. Ten. Ten. Yeah, that's the same. What I said. What David? For only two minutes. If I was gifted two hundred fifty thousand like today, and Richard Branson's like, "Hey, I have a seat for ten grand, and I had two hundred fifty k," I would like, yeah, for sure. But I guess I missed grand. that. The flight's only two and a half minutes. Uh, the actual like when so you're probably up flying because this the way the contraption works. This is dang contraption the way it works. <laughs> they take you up. Shay, shay. It's, like, it's like a plane. Uh, yeah, <laughs> do that voice. The way their contraption works, see. Um, take you up in there, see. <laughs> the plane. Take you off, see. Like the rocket, see. <laughs> then you go into orbit, see. Exactly, Nathan. Nathan got it. <laughs> It, it takes Float you around up. a bit, see? <laughs> then you come back down, see? Land like a plane, see? <laughs> like in the movies, see? It's like the movie... The, essentially, the experience is that of uh, the movie The Aviator. No, that would suck. That movie's boring as hell. Um, the, the amount of money I would spend from my $250 winnings, like if I won the lottery, would be, um, I think, ten grand. David? Uh, you know, I mean... We're on. We're talking getting on Virgin's flight. Yeah. Yep. Um, I'd probably say eight, eight to ten. So I'd, it's not that high on the value list for us. I'd probably pay off my yeah. house no, first. No, so short. Yeah, there's other things that it. I would need to yeah. reconcile yeah. first. Yeah, but, but I mean, like, let's say there's a seat on the next flight next week, and somebody walks up and gives you that two hundred fifty grand, and it's two hundred fifty grand to get on the plane. You're not no, doing it. No. No, I, I don't do think I, 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 I don't would think spend it elsewhere, um, unless it was 
<laughs> what if they gave you a $250,000 Virgin Galactic gift card? <laughs> <laughs> so you can only use it there. Well, you can either use it one time right now or you wait till the price comes down. <laughs> yes, and then use it multiple times. Or you can buy a bunch of merch with it. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you can get like a t-shirt, a, a sweatshirt, hat. and a hat. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, it's a good question though. Like the, the you know, earlier we were talking about... Um, the poop economics. This is the rocket economics. I mean, I, I really don't know. It's going to be fun to watch how it changes in the next 10 years. Yeah. I mean, it will it, be. It's going to take a while. Because like, how long did commercial... When did commercial flights become like something that maybe... Not the everyday person, but at least somebody that was like a, a middle class could bat buy it. Like the 60s, maybe? Or the 50s? No, it was earlier than that, I think. Yeah. I think it was like wasn't it the like late the, 40s, early 50s, I think. Okay. Because it was like in the, probably the 30s where it's like you had to be like bougie. Yeah. Yeah. Bougie. You had to be lit AF. And the tickets were five bucks a piece and that was expensive back then. Yeah. 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 I saw a B-22 bomber um, landing at the airport on the way back from NASCAR. Oh, it yeah. It was sweet. Yeah. Like from World War II style. That's cool. Yeah. We got one more beer to crack. We do. Introduce that. Dessert. Or should I do a crack since I... Or did you do a crack, Julia? You want to read it down? Julia. Julia's going to do it. Oh, boy. Okay. From Oddside Ales, we have Mayan Mocha Stout. It is inspired by Mexican hot chocolate. It is carefully blended with Dutch chocolate coffee, cinnamon, nutmeg, and habaneros, which will... (sighs) Habaneros. Which will leave you with the perfect balance of chocolate and heat. Yum. Let's Not listen. Like, shh, shh, shh. Oh, that was commercial bound. I don't. That was I'm nice. not much of a stout person, but this has my interest. It does. And um, Oddside always usually comes up with some habaneros. good funky stuff. Yeah, Oddside Ales in Grand Haven, Michigan is a fantastic spot if you are a local uh, to the state of Michigan and want to check out a, a kind of a cool spot. They do a lot of eccentric things with their beer and it's by the big lake. So it's fun. And it is fun because you can order uh, pizza from next door and drink your beer. Yes. Sometimes, unless you go with Nathan and Lindsay and then they don't do it that day for that some reason. That was the 4th of July. It was busy. It was busy, busy. But yeah, this uh, I have not ever had this. I've had several odd side ales, but never this one. I had someone at Rishi's uh, recommend it when because I told them we liked like the peppery type beers. Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh, it's very chocolatey. It is mm-hmm. very chocolatey. Does the habanero come through? I haven't tasted yet. I didn't it's get much. More cinnamon than yeah. Than I, I got habanero. cinnamon and chocolate. It's like um, what's it's that like, chameleon coffee? The iced coffee that they do with the um. It's Mexican style. Oh, that tastes exactly like the chameleon cold brew. Is yeah, yeah you know yeah. what I'm talking about? The yep. Mexican one? Yeah. It's good. Kind of I kind taste of, the uh, chameleon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The chameleon meat. <laughs> um it's good. Yeah, it's got like a you get the peppery from the habanero but not the heat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I hear habanero and I'm thinking like it's going to be like spicy. Mm-hmm. It's the aftertaste. You can, you can feel yeah. it. Yeah. What was it. that one the it was a cider I think. That had habanero in it, and it like actually like burned your nostrils. Do you remember that one? Yes, I remember. It. I can't. I don't. Was it a cider? I don't know if it was a cider or a sour. I think it was a sour. I think it was a sour. It was a sour. But it like actually like it, it was almost like it's like a 
Wasn't that transient? I think so. Yeah, he's good. I wonder if anyone's ever done a beer with wasabi. Ooh, I love oh. wasabi. Oh. I love wasabi. Oh. That on sushi oh. night. Well, the, those aphids could add a little bit of a you know <laughs> a kick, a kick. Yeah, for your uh, sinuses, it could be good. As I've gotten older, I um, have increasingly um, craved wasabi. I, when I'm when I, I when we have I sushi now, it. I just eat like the whole glob. Yeah. Just at the end. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. I love it. Yeah, it's like, really weird. It really, it like makes my eyes water and I open my sinuses up. It, yeah. It's crazy. We it's went to resetting sushi Cooney. your hard drive. Yeah. We like, went oh. to sushi Cooney like a month ago, and when we were done, they were about to take the plate, and he just grabbed the wasabi and. Put it all in his mouth. I didn't eat the whole. I don't think I could do like a whole blob. I'm talking like little bits on my chopsticks. It was the last of it, though. You had <laughs> no. You had it with trick. the with the tuna roll, the whole I, thing, and I then did. you oh, had yeah. the last little bit with just by itself. Yeah, I did. All right, wasabi beer. Yeah, I wondered. Wasabi that, sour. Wasabi yeah. sour wasabi would be sour. really good with ginger in it. Yeah, you got to get the ginger in there, the pickled ginger, maybe oh. a little cucumber, offset like the wasabi a, yeah. a little bit. I'm looking it up. Lindsay's also looking it up. Wasabi beer does exist. You just pulled up the same article. Is it a bustle article? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, sir. I'll read the first part. Wasabi beer exists. And it's not for the faint of heart. (laughs) It is a Japanese-based beer for $7.79. Oh, I think it should be a sour. Is it like a Shogram rice beer? Those are gross. Total Wine might yeah. have it. Total Wine might have it indeed. Rishi might have it. I'd rather just have a little bit of Underberg. Zanzibug? Zanzibug? Zanzibug. Oh, wasabi peas. I mean, we mow on those. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're amazing. Give me gas, though. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> but does it deliver on its wasabi taste? Taste is very light malt with unsta- unmistakable wasabi notes. It's not really hot or spicy, but it's oh, definitely wasabi. Well, we got to try that. I'm gonna look, you can like look up things on Total Wine. Oh, can you? Yeah. It's four and a half percent. It gets a 2.8 out of five. Just like a high noon. 2.8 <laughs> out of five. Is that good? <laughs> no. Okay. But um, people that review beer online um, seriously right. usually are like overly critical. Like I, I have that untapped app. Yeah. I like it more just because you can log your beers. And if you do it for a while, you can, I always take a photo too. So you can look back like a couple years later and be like, oh yeah, I remember that. Because it's like, it reminds you of that day. Like, yeah. oh yeah, I was at Oddside or whatever. But people that are on like, this is beeradvocate.com. These people are like, there's Nerds. the palate um, has notes of you know it's like this isn't wine it's yeah beer. go for it all right so we talked about the the team our successful season at Graden the fun mm-hmm. we had sure the crew we got and we wanted to put together a um, a long sleeve jersey mm-hmm. for the fall because we were doing a lot of mountain bike cyclocross that kind of thing yeah good like a light weight but long sleeve right right. So we put one together, and I don't know. I was just like, I was trying to find a, a good time to uh, release it, but mm-hmm. I feel like right now is probably a really good time because we sure. got the ladies on, sure, and it's on Eclipse on Tap, and we're talking about the cycling team. 
And so oh, I want to show my wife, Drum roll, Lindsay, please. the long sleeve jersey. Pink? Because. Oh, thank you. It's going to be going sweet. pink. We're going EOT pink. Going pink. Isn't it sweet? It is. Very cool. Thank you. You're welcome. So everybody's going to be rocking pink in the fall. Yep. For cross. For uh, underground. Uh, cold, colder underground days. And um, yeah, yeah, it's going to look sick. Catch us at your... Uh, and Local, for a good the, reason. The local breweries, you'll, you'll see pink kids sitting at uh, Harmony this yeah. fall, probably. Buy them a beer if you yeah. see somebody wearing a pink EOT jersey. Yeah. yeah. They deserve it. They do. Yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be really, really cool. Yeah. Um, especially with the black bibs, it'll it'll look cool, too. Yeah. It's going to yeah, be. For sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It'd be cool. Do some black tights, too, maybe. Yeah. Some black tights. Underground mantle. Yeah. That's something. Yeah. While we're on air, not to transition, mm-hmm. we can still talk about the pink. But um, when you said underground, or when you said long tights, it reminded me of underground man, and yeah. I was overdressed. <laughs> oh, yeah. But we This have, is going to be, so this is their summer light, it's like a lightweight fabric long sleeve jersey. Which would be perfect. Yeah. Um, and at, at some point, uh, we have to settle on a date. We should yes, do it while we we're all here. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but no, the, 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 the pink is going to be sweet. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's coming soon, right? Yes. Uh, six, six, seven weeks we should be delivered. So Right in time for the slight chill in the air. Yeah. Slight chill in the air. Slight chill in the air, John. Yes, John. <laughs> yes, John. But actually, that's probably a good place to wrap up episode 47. Uh, we'll have more news about Underground Man. Thanks for coming on, ladies. Two. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks yeah. for coming so much for having us. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it was thank fun. You're, you're welcome. Delicious dinner. It was fun to inject the podcast into our normal, um, you know, Thursday yeah. night meal yeah. slash uh, beer tasting. Yeah, I don't just go home and brush my teeth and watch a random movie. I can actually be part of it. Oh, you're talking about the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. You usually, need me time. Come on. Usually we go, we, we'll go to Broadleaf and then you guys will go on your merry way and record oh, the podcast. Speaking of Broadleaf. We haven't was, been there in a long at, time. I was at Gratton that my name's up on the board again. Oh, so yeah. I got a free beer. You got a free we, beer. Oh, yeah. There. You do. But we'll be back with you on episode 48 in the month of September. Maybe, bef- probably, re- we'll, maybe we'll record right before Underground Man then. And uh, it'll be the, the predecessor episode. And then we'll, of course, have some follow-up too, just like we did last year for our big annual event um but uh, second annual yeah second annual (laughs) yep maybe maybe we'll we'll have to pre-order a mini dick rocket and bring it to the underground man yeah we could have that be the start gun yeah no have that be (laughs) the trophy for the winner launch the rocket from from the high school parking lot that's the start there you go and then the winner gets it the winner if gets we can it. locate it. <laughs> <laughs> if it doesn't disappear we'll, we'll into put the under- it up it. to a GPS. Yeah, we'll put some sort of beacon on it. Um, Paint it flesh color. Yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah. The uh, the, uh, the underground man does attract tens of people. Yes, it does. <laughs> it does. I think there's going to be a crowd this year. I'm I'm optimistic. I know that um, my my folks were my mom and dad were like, "When's underground man?" Yeah. I was like, "What?" <laughs> You you, you want to? You care? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh yeah, that sounds like fun to watch. And uh, I said, yeah, for sure. 
so hopefully they can come and we'll have uh some spectators with the spectating booth i think that was you guys had fun right at the the yes, booth it was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun i made a lot of people stop to take a shot yeah we'll, we'll give give you some more updates on that soon so uh in the meantime follow us on twitter and instagram at eclipse on tap and on facebook if you search eclipse on tap and then definitely check out our website too i'm going to be updating it soon with some of the new photos from this year's Grattan. um for our cycling team portion of the website, but we also have all the podcasts posted there too at www.eclipseontap.space. And then uh, of course, last but not least, give us a review on Apple podcasts if you like what we're doing. So we'll have this one posted up here in the month of August and uh, we'll be very much looking forward to seeing you or or bringing you the audio waves, I should say in uh, episode 48. That's weird to say. It's a lot. It's a lot of episodes. Um, so cheers. 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 Cheers.